my Disney trips are revolved around, like my nights at Disney are revolved around getting to Jelly Rolls at some point. So I really, um, you know, I'm disappointed it's not open. And welcome to the show. I am, of course, the Wolf of Disney, and we're joined by our good pal, the Wookie. Wolfpack, we are excited to be sitting down with the one and only Piano Rob today, who is, you know, really probably been filling our news feeds lately with quarantines. Uh, he had a great holiday party last evening with uh, the nun, one, one and only Mr. Bonnie Cribs. And Piano Rob, I am excited to have you on the show. I really, first and foremost, I, I try to start the show, every, you know, just thanking the guest because you taking the time out of your hectic, busy schedule to spend some time with us, just to talk Disney, to talk about you. I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that, first and foremost. And uh, I, I'm really excited to, to sort of sit down and talk with you. And the first thing I'd really love to hear is a little bit about your story and, and, and how music became a part of your life how it brought you down to Orlando and ultimately down to Jelly Rolls and sort of all of those things. So first and foremost, thank you from, from both the, the, the Wookiee and I. Really, really appreciate it. And take it away. The floor is yours. Thanks thanks for being here, man. Thank, thank you guys for having me. And I will I will always talk Disney. So that, that's always a fun thing. Um, I, I got to start when I'm five years old. My grandmother started teaching me piano, actually, which is a lot of people don't know that. My grandmother was a piano teacher. So. I, she used to babysit me. So when mm -hmm. she would babysit me, it was there wasn't much to do. It was piano lessons or like old episodes of Bonanza. So I picked <laughs> uh, I picked piano lessons. And then I kept going. I did some of the woodwinds in like elementary school and then got into uh, I did some jazz band in middle school. And then I didn't I didn't do much with it. I took some guitar lessons, nothing crazy. And then I did a Disney college program. And that's when things oh, kind of, nice. That's when things kind of kind of changed because I grew up. Uh, I grew up in Staten Island, New York. Mm -hmm. um, after I grad, I was my last year of college. I applied to the college program. I came down. I, I never went back. And then I I tried out. Um, Hal at the Moon gave me my first job. I wasn't I wasn't good enough for Jelly Rolls yet, so I was there for five years. Wow. And then we opened a piano bar in downtown Orlando. That didn't last that long. There wasn't enough traffic down there. And then mm -hmm. and then I've been at Jelly Rolls till. Till the furlough. Yeah. That's uh so what's interesting about that is um the day that y'all closed, the March 16th was actually my birthday, and we were supposed to be down there for that week. So we were we were devastated about the news of everybody, you know, getting furloughed, everybody closing up. It was it was just crazy that it, it something like yeah. It, it was crazy was that something like this like could happen. Before it was normal, and then just poof, everything changed. Exactly. Uh, so you grew up in New York. I have ahead, one go, question. Go ahead. Sure. So you're from Staten Island. Have you seen the movie? Just because we did bring it up on our show once. King, um, I know it's not Disney, but did you see King of Staten Island? I didn't see it yet. I didn't want. <laughs> you I, I have to watch to it. it. We were we were gonna order it one night, and then I forgot what happened. We did it, and now it's just been that much time, and I haven't seen. It. I'm like, well, I guess it's gonna come on TV, and then I'm gonna see it. I yeah. laughed and then I cried. So I think <laughs> you'll love it. I knowing what it's about, 
I have a feeling because um, not that I want to make this a sad podcast, but 9-11 sure. was my first week of college. Oh, wow. Oh, no way. So, yeah. So and, and uh, I went to St. John's University, the Staten Island campus. So it's on top of one of the biggest hills in Staten Island. So we we hope we can see Manhattan and all that, you know, fr from the college. And mm. uh, I was at work earlier that day. I worked in a, in a mailroom of a billing office. That's what I did for, you know, until I graduated. And sure. uh, they canceled our classes that afternoon because, you know, oh, people wow. were stuck. They couldn't get where they were going. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that, that movie is definitely going to get to me. So I'm going to have to prepare and, uh, <laughs> and then sit there and watch it. Yeah, absolutely. So being from New York, there's obviously a lot of musical, uh, you know, folks who come out of that area. Are there any influences specifically to you that, that comes specifically from New York? And, and, and just curious, you know, what sort of, uh, you know, musical people kind of come to mind when you think about the people who have influenced you? Billy Joel's always my number one. He's always love been. that. I, I, I knew I grew it. Up listening to it, I and I even remember like so many of his songs were out even when I was born already. But mm -hmm. it's funny because I would hear songs on the radio, things would come up, and, I, and I'd find out, oh, that was another Billy Joel song. Like I'd hear Honest yeah. or something, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, that's another. And it kept being the same guy. Yeah. And he played piano, and I was, and it was just always just a big. I love the, I love his songwriting, the storytelling. It's just he hands down my favorite by far. I'll give you definitely yeah, Billy Joel's favorite as well. Yeah, Billy Joel's one of my favorites for sure. Grew up with him, and the other the other piano guy that that I grew up with in the household was Harry Connick Jr. Okay, um, and that and that very Nola uh, atmosphere. Um, grew up with him, especially around the holidays. Like his Harry for the holidays, like Christmas albums are some of my favorites. Um, so yeah, it's funny. I, I, I've been uh, I've been super excited about about this this episode because I, I I like to geek out about music because I'm the same way. Middle school, high school, I played the trumpet, the French horn. Uh, my grandmother had a piano, so I was always banging on the keys. Um, yeah, it's just funny how how you know how so much of music has been a part of my life, and definitely um, you know just excited to, to sort of share that and relish in that for a little bit with you. So you're also a Disney fan. So I'm pumped about that. So take, take us away, Rob, on your perfect day at Disney. And, and I know you're in, you're in the area, so it's easy to get there. And you're a seasoned vet, so you go a lot. But what are some of your favorite things to do when you arrive? What sort of parks are you, do you – like if, if there was just a 24-hour block, you know, where are you heading? What are you doing? Who are you seeing? Uh, where are you eating? Those are all things that I love to, so love to know. So many questions. Um, so, well, normally being being down here, like local, I'm sure yeah, if you interview local people, we don't usually do marathon days. We don't we don't have to, which is kind of a luxury. Right. We can we can wake up, we can take it easy, we can go when we want. I I if I can pick low crowd levels and not hot weather, I'm always going to take. You know that would be part of it, and I'm I'm in the park longer for those days. In fact, after this, we're going to Epcot. Epcot's our day today. That's but, awesome. It should be it should be quiet. I don't even I'm at a point where if I don't even go on attractions, I don't. We'll just I, if I go walk around Epcot all day and eat and drink and watch people, and especially when they have shows, whatever festivals going on, yeah. hands down, that's my perfect. And then I don't even have to sit in a restaurant. But Dis, I mean Disney has the best food. I mean we can go. I, I don't know if we're gonna get to the favorites and least favorites portion. Sure. But, but uh, I mean Ohana is usually my favorite place to go. Wow! Nice. Polynesia. Okay. I don't know if people that's that's the second time we've heard that, and I, and neither one of us have, have been there yet. So oh, that uh, I, 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 I yeah, I at Ohana 
restaurant more than any other place. I, I have not eaten there since the pandemic because it's it, everything's mm -hmm. family style. It's just this is the menu and they just bring you everything. Right. But it is. Oh, my God. It's it's deli it's delicious. <laughs> That's um, awesome. If I can end my night with any show, it's always fantastic. Really? Okay. I think that is the most magical Disney show ever made. That's awesome. Ever. I, I, I got to admit, I almost thought for a second that it was either going to be Fantasmic or Happily Ever After. You know, the music over at Happily Ever After is pretty good. The way that they combine everything and put everything into sort of this flow um, is really good. So I, I, I'm a little surprised. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was I, Happily Ever After impressed me. I was very, very surprised. Yeah. Because I loved Wishes. Wishes was for how many years? That was that was the show, and yeah. I didn't think that something else was going to grab me. But but not only is the music amazing, but the way they have that projection technology now with it, it's when it gets to the you'll be heart you'll be in my heart Tarzan part of it. I'm like ah, it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> Definitely, no, that it, it is. It's pretty cool. But fantastic. You're absolutely right. It is a magical moment to be over there. You got all the characters sort of hanging out towards the end there. Um, it really is a phenomenal And then show. it's a short walk to Jelly Rolls to uh, see Piano Rub. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. It's like, like, yeah, what do you do at night? I'm like, I guess you would go to Jelly Rolls. Like, that's where you would, you would go. I mean, I, don't I know. mean, that's where I'm at. If you want to find me, that's where I'm at. Right. Definitely. I usually so, sit, if you walk in the front door, I usually sit on the stools on the left side of the bar if you're looking at the stage. I, everybody has their spot, which is actually very funny. Like, I'll notice that people come year after year, like certain people, they're going to sit in that table or they, I know people that want to sit in the bar stool against the post, like on that second level. Yep. It's so, everybody's got their spot. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's true. I think no matter where you go, whether it's a restaurant or, uh, you know, a bar scene, you, you do, you, you just sort of hope that the waitress or, or the hostess brings you over to, that area that you always sit at. And it, it does sort of just have that feel of like, yeah, this is where I normally sit. This is the yeah. spot. So it's funny how spots like that sort of occur to us and, and, and become part of our routine almost. Um, so let's get into favorites because you, you, you brought it up and, and I would love to dive into it because I think for so many of us, the love of Disney comes from the movies, the, the songs, the music, the, the, the parks. So what is, what is, Rob, what is your favorite movie from Disney? Out of, and it could be out of the vault. It could be one of the, the more newer ones. Um, yeah. What, what, what do you got? <laughs> it's so funny. Mark asked me this on, 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 on his podcast and me and him were, were going and I'm like, I know, I know what the answer is. And it's a, and it's a, it's a weird one, but I keep coming back to it. It's a goofy movie. Mm. That's awesome. It's a, it, and, awesome. and if you haven't yeah. seen it, it's the most underrated animated of their films the, the music is phenomenal there's not a bad song in, in the movie and it's a it's, it's a nice to see goofy in that light it's it's a it's a wonderful wonderful movie i highly recommend it if anybody hasn't seen it. definitely it, it's like sort of a go ahead i like the second one too is all i was gonna say i what i didn't like the second one as much but no not as much but i didn't hate it i it's no, just fun I... to see goofy you know what i mean it's fun to Goofy see and Max, those are my and, boys. And me yeah. and the music guy, those songs just tie it together. Like, like the, yeah. the, the soundtrack's phenomenal. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Powerline and and Eye to Eye and that that whole, it's it it really is. It's sort of a cult classic. Like I think that it's growing in, in popularity and followers. The more 
the more people that we've started asking this question, hey, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite song? Eye to Eye and the Goofy movie have come up substantially more frequently lately. And it is pretty incredible. And I think what's interesting is I think that there's sort of been a little push in the parks too. More Max, more Goofy. So I'll be curious to see, and I'm curious your thoughts. Do you think that that will make more, more of an appearance within the parks somewhere? I, you know what? I never know when it's that old. Like I've seen the videos <laughs> of, of Goofy and Max doing like the perfect cast and stuff on the cruise ships. Like, like they have been bringing them out. Um, they did the big thing. I think it was D23 last year. They had okay. they had a big thing where they had Bill Farmer come out, the guy who does the voice of Goofy, and they had and they had and Tevin Campbell was there, who does all the music. Right. Um, I don't I never know because I'm always afraid of you don't want to put something that's too old and then 10 years from now it's 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 extinct. I, I don't I don't like to always use this example, but I was nervous with that for Universal Studios with Islands of Adventure because you yeah. made such islands about specific movies that mm -hmm. like, if you're bringing the franchise back, like Jurassic Park, Harry Potter's still going strong, it's going good. But like the yeah. Marvel superhero island, they can't make any changes to that. Or the, the Toon Lagoon is about extinct cartoons. So I don't know how right. much that's reaching your, your demographic at that point. Yeah, it's a great point for sure. So uh, I, I'll be curious now, since, since now we know your favorite movie, does your favorite song come from the Goofy movie? And not on top of that, do you have a favorite song to sort of perform? All right. Uh, oh, I don't know if it would be different. My favorite Disney song is You'll Be In My Heart from Tarzan. Great, great choice. Uh, that's, for whatever reason, that's the connection. I loved it before I had kids. And then after I had kids, now I can barely <laughs> listen to it without without crying. But that sure. hands down is my favorite song. Is it my favorite song to play? I don't know. My my favorite song to play can I, I hate I feel like this is a terrible answer, but it changes based on the room. Absolutely. Because people are gonna appreciate it. Because if you were ever in there on Jelly Rolls, you're in there a cast member night when it's all the college program kids, you could play something from high school musical and it just feels right because that's what they want to hear. And it, whereas if I play a Billy Joel song that night, it's like who's Billy Joel to some of those kids? Like, so right. it, it so, so it really, it really depends. But I do love to play. You'll be in my heart. It's one of my favorite songs to play and sing. It's great. That's awesome. Which is like the the coolest thing about Jelly Rolls is like I've seen you do something as, you know, obscure as like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like I asked you the other night. Thank you, by the You're way. Welcome. And then, <laughs> and then something like High School Musical. It's like you guys know everything, and I don't know how you guys know how to play everything, but. It, it that's my favorite part is that you know i can see you guys do like miley cyrus or billy joel it's crazy it's one yeah. it's one song at a time over i mean actually it's funny december 12th was my 15 year anniversary of doing dueling pianos so it just passed yeah. um and it's just one song at a time like whatever you do for eight hours a day you better be getting better at it. I hope that's what, so it's just, it's, it's just that, it's just that amount of time. And I love that aspect of it too, because it keeps it interesting for me. I always said, I don't know if I'd want to do like a musical or a play where it's the same way every time. And it's a scripted thing. There, there's the improv factor of this. I don't know what jokes, I don't know what songs, I don't know what crowd. And that, that keeps it fresh. It's constantly new. Hmm. That's really cool. Really, really cool. Uh, that's so, literally my favorite part of Jelly Rolls is that you guys just know everything somehow. And <laughs> it just kind of, me not being a music guy, just kind of blows my mind that you can switch it up that quick. You know what I mean? 
I appreciate that. Yeah. And that's the illusion. We don't know everything, but I always say we know everything till we don't. <laughs> and if, uh, if you don't, the other guy probably does, right? <laughs> that's, what I, well, that's what I hope. That's the good thing. If you have, if you have a solid team of four, because but, I yeah. mean, if, if people are piano bar fans, you, you can go to some bad ones. Let's be honest. There's some really sure. bad piano bars out there. But if you have a solid team of four guys and everybody's playing to their strengths, then it's amazing. You, you can cover thousands and thousands of songs. Yeah, my That's favorite too is that if you don't know it, you crumble it up and then you toss it to the other guy. And yeah. I swear, I've I've never seen you guys not make a perfect throw right onto the other piano. Oh, that actually, let me tell you something. That happens all the time. There's always jokes. Sometimes people miss the whole piano, and then and then usually <laughs> the joke is, well, if I could throw, I wouldn't have taken piano lessons. That's funny. Um, so, so I'd like to bring you back over to the parks for a moment because there's okay. obviously the the main four, and within that, there's 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 an attraction in all of them that sort of steals our hearts. And I'm curious for you, which 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 ride sort of sticks out in each park for you and, and the family even. I I love this question. Here we go. I love it. Where, let's see where where should we where should we start? Um, yeah, wherever you want. Magic Kingdom, easy. Splash Mountain's been my favorite for forever since since Great I'm a choice. kid. Um, I, I mean, I'm sad to see it go. I I understand why, but yeah. And it's also one of those attractions where there's a couple that like the attractions better than the movie, like like that sure. and Mr. Toad. Like they're better than the movies, but definitely uh, Splash Mountain, hands down. Um, Magic Kingdom, um, Animal Kingdom, Dinosaur's my favorite. What? Oh, hot take. Love it. I, I think Dinosaur may be the most underrated ride in any Disney park. And I and I, to, I don't understand why other people don't like that ride. I know it doesn't have as big of a th There's never a wait. I love that technology. It's the same technology as the Indiana Jones ride in Disneyland, if anybody's done that. I think yeah. that is the... I think that is the coolest way to do a ride. And I can't believe that more rides are not made like that. It boggles my yeah. mind. That's awesome. Um, I, got, I got to say the, the 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 dinosaur like the the walkthrough area, you know, sort of like the the pre ride, if you will, is is also just really cool. I mean, you got the the T Rex standing right in the center there, so it, it's and it's very similar to uh, Everest on you know sort of the down the road where the, walking through to the attraction is like it builds up this awesome attraction, but it's so in depth and so ornate, and, and it, that that I think provides sort of you know the call to action of like wow this is really different and cool yeah it's a it's a it's a great storyline and you got bill nye the science guy who was one of the few people i will listen to for hours and hours he can talk, talk to me and i'll he he could recite the bible and i think i'd sit there and be like all right let's let's hear it bill nye. yeah exactly <laughs> um, F, epcot's a little more difficult for me because i don't know if i have a favorite anymore in epcot i miss really? the older epcot attractions Okay. I have a feeling when Guardians opens, it's going to shoot to, to to number one for me. But out of out of the rides that are currently there right now, I'm probably going to say Test Track is my favorite. Okay, nice. So just based off of that, was was soaring around California more enjoyable for you than soaring around the world? You know, I don't. I I think I enjoyed the California one more. I, yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I feel like they could have picked better landmarks for soaring around the world. I don't know. Sure. I feel like they picked really bizarre ones. Like the Great Wall of China makes sense, but there's a lot of other ones that, that didn't make as much sense. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Definitely.
and studios studios is uh studios is an interesting one for me now um because they've done so many changes now and i should tell you my my job at disney my first job at disney was backlot tour guide oh wow very cool so I'm, I'm always going to be partial to that even though i know it doesn't exist anymore mm -hmm. um, one of my favorites i've only done rise of the resistance during the pandemic okay well, I don't know if that would change, if that's going to change any of this at some point. Um, I'm, I'm, I think the new Mickey and Minnie Mouse ride might be, uh, but, but the rock and roller coaster and the tower. This is a hard one. There's a hard one at studios. They got a lot of big attractions there now. All right. I think I, if I have to make a decision, I'm going to say rock and roller coaster right now because Aerosmith is going to put it. Blasting Aerosmith and getting the ride a roller coaster is pretty cool. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I'm I'm not a huge fan. Uh, I, the going up the, uh, the going upside down just gets my stomach in a uh, in a twist. So not not my favorite. But I will say that I'm I'm usually the biggest critic of Hollywood Studios. And during my last trip, you know, I, I got to admit they've done they've done a really really great job with Toy Story. They've done a great job with uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Was awesome. Um, and it wouldn't have surprised me if you put it towards the top because I do think it's one of those rides that's uh, really kind of stolen the show. I think I enjoy Mickey Minnie a little better than Rise of the Resistance, actually. But again, I've only done it in the pandemic, so I don't know if if, if, I, if I'm missing part of that experience. Because the, mm -hmm. the one thing about people might not know this, but when they open something big, they block the cast members out of the park. So once Rise okay. of the Resistance opened, um, we had no cast preview because they didn't want to give any secrets away or anything, I think. So cast members have been totally blocked out of the park. So I had somebody that had an extra ticket back in July. So that's why I was able to get to get to finally get there and ride it. But mm -hmm. uh, I would like to get there more often. So hopefully that changes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, I um, haven't done um, anything in Star Wars yet. So I'm, uh, you know, first week of January, I'm hoping to get Smuggler's Run and Rise of Resistance off the uh, off the list. I'll be curious to hear your Smuggler's Run, uh, what, what, what you feel about it. That one? I, I wrote it, I think, th three, four times now. That was, it's kind of enough for me. I get what's going on. I see what they were, they were trying to do. It, it uh, Walking into the, the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon is, is probably the, um, that's the best part of it. I would say yep. that initial, like, wow, I'm, I'm in this cockpit. I, I don't know how I feel about, about the ride and, and the rest of the land, but Rise of the Resistance is definitely the, the flagship thing to, to see and do there. And I definitely want to hit the cantina. Yes, that's another place. It's cool just to say, here I am in the cantina. Um, I don't, again, mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like with social distancing. When I did get to go, because that we did get a preview of. All of Star Wars land was open in, I think, last August to December. So that was when I went to the cantina. It, like, it was packed. Like, they had everybody sandwiched in. They had a DJ, like a robot DJ playing. Um, but it was, it was definitely, if you're a Star Wars fan, yeah, you want to be in there. It's cool. Definitely. I think, you know, for me, um, going off of your point about Smuggler's Run, I do think that your your position, you know, sort of dictates the experience because we recently were able to go and it's just your party in there and we were able to, to be the drivers. And I think that that to me was a much better experience than being the I think I was the engineer the first time that I went and I was like, oh, I, I, this this kind of not good. I, I didn't like it. 
Um, yeah, so I was, I was glad, pilots. glad to be back towards the top. Yeah, back back up to the yeah, pilot for sure. Definitely the best because you're staring because the other two positions, your buttons are on the wall, so you're kind of watching the screen and you're kind of pushing, you know, buttons on the side. So yeah, being right. the pilot definitely is is the better experience in that ride. Hint, hint. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so I'm curious also, um, obviously you got yourself a nice little family and I'm curious, is there a favorite place for everybody to go and eat? You know, whether that's for lunch or for dinner and, and where is it, Rob? Oh, that, that's, that's it. You know, what's funny now because my kids grew up as Disney kids. Yeah. They don't, they don't, I, I, I don't want to say they don't appreciate it as much, but it's a, it's a different appreciation. They know it's down the street. So they're, they're excited yeah. to go. Um, they're getting. A, I'm curious if this is going to stay this way. They love T Rex at Disney Springs. Okay, nice. That, that's what they like. Um, yep. If if it's if if me and Allie are having a date night, it's usually more like I mean, obviously like a California Grill or like I said, Ohana. Those those are the yeah. ones we we really like to go to. I really haven't that's had awesome. a bad meal at Disney though. Like I tell everybody, you name a restaurant, I'll tell yeah. you what I want to get there. Like every restaurant is yep. is is delicious. We like Sanaa too at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. You get this you get to look at the savannah. They got some delicious food yeah. there if you like that stuff. Yep. No, good, just to name good, a few good selections. No, absolutely. That's awesome. Hey, you know, why don't before we get into this next seven, let's take a quick break. Let's go get something to eat. Let's wash our hands and we'll see you real soon. Hiya, pals. Thank you so much for listening. Please take a moment to go give us a five-star review over on Apple. We would greatly appreciate it, and it helps our podcast grow. So, Rob, I would love to get into... Uh, now, obviously, you are a cast member. You are someone who goes to the parks regularly. So I'd, I'd love to get into sort of Imagineering with you. The idea behind this segment is to just sort of be in your chair thinking about Disney. Uh, you know, usually I'm at work doing this type of thing. And I'm curious if there's anything in particular that you would like to create or you would like to change about Disney. And that can be anything from as small as the app to the you know, creating a whole nother world or another area. Uh, so I'll be curious to sort of hear your answer. And I'm curious if music plays a part at all in this and uh, the, the floor is yours. So, oh wow, so much fun. I hate fast pass. I'm going to start with that. Really? Yes. Wow. I'm going to tell you why. I don't want to have to overly plan my Disney vacation, which by, by the way, it, for people listen, you kind of have to now. It's so popular it's almost to the point that you have to plan minute by minute. You're, you're like mm -hmm. six months in advance. You have to decide, I have to eat at this restaurant on this day and use this fast. Day. You don't know what the weather is going to be. You don't know what's going to happen. So I don't sure. want, I don't, I miss the spontaneity that I think you used to be able to get from a Disney vacation. Um, yep. How you fix that? I don't know, because the crowd levels are so big. Like I, I get the, the point of the fast pass. If there's at least that one or two attractions you really want to get on, you know you can get on on those because you're not going to get to everything. Right, right. Um, I've been hoping for the for the villains theme park forever, which I know is not happening. I don't know yeah. if it's happening, but I know that's been the. There's always been that rumor. I don't know if you guys ever played Epic Mickey on on Wii. 
a Nintendo Wii. I, I can't. I can't say that I have no. I like. I like my Disney role playing games. Like I. There we go. Parts and that. Like I just. Yep. But Epic Mickey was cool because it was like this. Uh, this crazy land with Oswald the Rabbit that was like an anti Magic Kingdom. That's basically oh. what it was. Which is how I would. I would love that park to exist where it's just like a maleficent version of the castle. Basically a phantasmic, but it's the whole, the whole park. Yeah, no, that would be really cool. Really cool. Um, indeed. I, I, I would like uh, to see that um, from emperor's new groove, that little coaster that Yzma and Kronk go on to get to, to, you know, to their, to their lab downstairs. I thought that would be a cool coaster. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yes, yeah, indeed, I mean, it would. I think we've said yeah, that I once. Said that. I, mean, I think I think Joe. I think I think Joe said it. If you're if on you're our show recently, movies, do something like that. You watch these things. Yeah. And go, yeah, we need that. You know, it's. Yep. Those are the first. Those are the initial things that come into my mind when I think of what I would imagine here. De definitely, and like I said, I think. For so many people that are that are Disney fans and Disney vets like us, it's sort of just if nothing else, it's just fun to sort of think about like, all right, what would I do if I if I was given the keys to the kingdom in a sense? You know, what are some of the things that I would change or, or I would add or, or or just sort of change up a little bit? And like, like, I mean, you mentioned like, Kingdom Hearts, and I know Ryan, you were just playing that, and it's 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 just a lot of fun to sort of put yourself into situations where uh, you, you you get to you know sort of enhance that experience too, for sure. It, it's like playing a game of roller coaster tycoon. So it's like I can, I can. It, there's attractions. <laughs> right. that I understand why they're there. I, I was never a big Mission Space fan. Okay. I, I think I think that was an attraction that separated the family. You, you you know Disney World is a place that you want to bring the whole family on, and now you made a ride that really only specific people can go on. And if you go on the version mm -hmm. that isn't doing the crazy spinning, well, now you're not really getting the experience. So I, I kind of don't know the, the point of, of doing that one. So there's there's things like that. I would like to see Tom Sawyer Island be something different by now. Yeah, definitely. No offense to Tom uh, so, Sawyer. So, yeah. <laughs> so you've got to help set a little debate for us because I know the Wookiee's been chomping at the bit at this. So the Wookiee and I have a debate going, a long-running debate, about whether or not uh, the – the Indiana Jones show is sort of worth going to. I say that it is more of a wolf pit stop. So this for me is just a place that I'll go if I have to or if I don't have anything else to do. But ultimately, I'm not wowed anymore by the attraction itself. I'm using you know the app to try to find the next fast pass or find a place to, uh, to go get something to eat. And the Wookiee pleads your case, my friend. It's the best show in Disney, like, hands down. It's not even a question so, here. So, so Rob, we're curious: are you a uh, are you on Team Wolf or Team Wookie on this one? I'm gonna I'm gonna disappoint one of you. I'm gonna yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, yeah. You may hurt Wookie's feelings. I'll be ultimately okay because everyone if, has their own choice. If you've never seen the show, yes, it's an excellent show, but. It's the same show since 1989. Not a single thing has changed. Everything has evolved around it. I would love to see a new Indiana Jones experience, but it's the same show. I mean, if you if you exactly. haven't seen it a hundred times by now, yeah, nothing needs to change. That's, no. It needs an I, overhaul. Now, 
I'm gonna, it's so funny you mentioned stunt shows because I am 50-50 on stunt shows, especially at studios because sure. like I, I didn't like Lights, Motors, Action. It didn't need another stunt show. Oh, I loved that show. It's a cool, again, cool show. They cut out the whole backlot tour to build it. So the tour was cut yeah. down to nothing. And, and again, my thing with a stunt show is once you see the show, you've seen it. Now, I will give one little exception and I, I hate to go off Disney. If you get a chance to go to Universal, they open the new Bourne stunt show, the uh, the Jason Bourne, they open oh, the stunt show. Really? That wow. is one I didn't of the know that. stunt shows that I have seen to date. The way they do the technology, they're moving the scenery behind it. So the actors are interacting in a way with the video that it makes it seem like a lot more is going on than is actually going on. So I will give... A little bit of props hmm. to Universal for putting that stunt show together. That was a new. All right, so it's hilarious you say that because last night we were watching John Wick, and I said to my my family, "Who would win in a fight, Jason Bourne or John Wick?" <laughs> I, I haven't seen the John Wick movies yet. Oh, you I have to. Listen, I have a list of movies that I have to see because time just keeps flying by. <laughs> I haven't even watched the new Mulan on sure Disney Plus yet. Like, there's just so much stuff to do. It's really know. good. I'm yeah. sure it is. I just can't get to it yet. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's too funny. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat on a lot of stuff. There's, there's, there's like a mountain of things that I still need to watch that are still in wrapping because you bought them on Black Friday and and they were on sale and it just never happened. So, uh, Rob, again, I do just want to thank you for for taking the time to to be with us, and I know. You know, as as a musician, there are always opportunities, and I'm, I'm curious if you can speak a little bit to this to sort of write your own your own music and 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 sort of what where where did the, when did that journey start and where where has it taken you? Are are you enjoying that? Is that is that something that you just enjoy, or does it just sometimes come out of just you're, you're playing away and you just hear a certain chord progression and you're like, oh, that could work. So, so I'd, I'd love so for you to speak a little bit. Of speak a little bit about that and then i'd love to hear the song that you've already written all right i uh i don't write much anymore the stuff that i've been playing that people have been liking is is probably close to 20 years old and that's all oh, wow that and it's only because it's not that i don't want to write i i found it's much harder to make any money in in writing music like until you unless you reach a certain tier or you know the right people um, once I got into doing pianos, it's, mo it's mostly been about just cramming my head with, with songs. So it's just, you know, learn, learn, learn. So I, I really don't have time to write anymore, but I, I don't look at that. I don't look at it in a bad way because learning all of those tunes have, that's, what's given me everything that's happened over the last 15 years. Like I never thought I'd play music for, for work. I got my marketing degree. Like I, I never thought that music would be a thing, but, but piano right. bars have kind of created that. If you have the right mix of. You, you know, you can, you can sing, you can play and you got enough of a stage personality. It's, it can be a really good business to be into. I hope it still is after the, after the pandemic, but I've been, I've been very lucky in, in that sense. No, that's, that's awesome. So I have an answer for this, but I'm, I'm sure you do too. Do you find it was easier to, to, to learn the piano or is it, was it easier for you to learn the words to the songs? Oh, it's, it's always easier to learn the music. Yeah. I, I agree. With, with a small exception, like I always say, unless it's like a Bohemian Rhapsody where I where the, the chords are going to be crazy and I got to sit there. <laughs> but other than that, most most songs follow sim similar patterns. It's like talking a language. Once you know how to speak the language, it's easier yep. to do it. 
but but cramming the words in my head ipads have made that easier because a lot of these you know if i'm doing shows by myself i'll always keep the ipad there just to kind of pull up some words and i can get through many more songs that way yeah definitely i uh i i i sang um goodness i sang mad world in a college sort of talent show and and forgot the words halfway through and to sort of encourage so ryan ryan was in the on the verge of wanting to be you know in in the comedy scene he wanted to do some comedy and and you know he was nervous that he was going to go up there and bomb and just make a fool of himself so i was like hey man listen like i, I think i'm a pretty good singer but i mess up a lot so i i showed him a video of myself and and, and definitely um know the 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 struggle that comes with uh, remembering words so it, it's just one of those things that uh it's always it's always cool to to speak you know and and, and hear a little bit more about that for sure so I would and for the record, uh, I did bomb. <laughs> Listen, but you got up and you did it. Stand-up comedy is neat, but my, my girlfriend's been doing stand-up comedy a little too. It's it's fun, it's fun to go watch. It's a, it's it's I, I actually believe it or not, I have a whole set of notes on my phone of all the things if piano doesn't work out that I'm gonna start working with the stand-up comedy because <laughs> I got so much I, did. I have so much material now, I just gotta work it out. Yeah, me too. But I think Ethan was the only one laughing in the video. So, hey, just just trying to give you a little encouragement. That's all. <laughs> that's a good friend. He was laughing at you. Uh, doing... So that's <laughs> exactly. Uh, so so Rob, uh, you know, uh, take take it away, man. I'd love to. I'd love to hear your your original. All right. Let's see how I sound this early in the morning.
That was great. That was great, man. Uh, I love, I love the, uh, I love the little port, the court. I love the chord progressions in that for sure. Really sounds so, nice. Funny, funny. And you wrote that twenty years ago. I wrote it twenty years ago. So that, that song. Wow. Started, I, I, I don't know if you guys had this where, where you're from, but in some of the public schools in New York, they did this thing they called it Sing, and it was basically a production that each grade level puts on against each each other. And I had just graduated. I was a freshman in college, and they always bring back an alumni. They get an alumni advisor to do it. So I had a friend that, because I didn't even go to the school, it was, but my sister was in the school. I went to a private high school. Um, my, but my friend was the alumni advisor, and he's like, I would love to have an original song for this. So I, wow. wrote, that, I wrote that song. And he changed the words for their production, but that was, that was my version. And it's got, it's got a cheesy guitar solo after that and a little 80s modulation. And, then that, and it's, that's what the recording is, but it's great. That's, what, that's why that song exists. This, this is feeding my musical heart right now. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in euphoria feels like, so I appreciate this. I'm, I'm usually when I'm, when I'm watching Rob, I'm, I'm, I'm singing along and my wife is yelling at me like, okay, you don't need to be singing with him. I'm like, it's just so much fun. Like I, I used you know, to sing you know so funny? frequently. You're not the only person to tell me that. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I, in fact, that that's been the bizarre thing to me is I, I love that people have been enjoying the virtual shows. Cause for me, I'm always yeah. afraid it's missing so much. And every now and then, like people will send me pictures of what like what they're doing at home, and it's like they're just kind of getting drunk at home, yeah. like, like the bar singing along, and, and and it make it makes me so happy that that's an experience that that they can have and they enjoy. Yeah, definitely, and and I think for so many people, and a lot of people don't realize this, but for so many people, music is so therapeutic. It can bring you to the highest of highs, to the lowest of lows. And, and, and also just sort of kick your ass when you need it to. So there's just something so wonderful about music and so, I don't know. I, I don't even know the best way to describe it other than that, other than it being just so therapeutic. And the thing that always grabs me is you can take someone who has Alzheimer's, you can take the oldest person in the room and you play one of those songs and they're singing, they're, they're, their heart is emoting. And we, we that to me is, oh. yeah. Exactly. Coco is of the primest of examples. I'll, uh, I, I, have a picture. I have a picture in my house that I think it always sums it up perfectly. It just says music is what feelings sound like. Yeah. Oh, it really is. Definitely. It's, it's really, it's been a great show. It's been a great time hanging out with you. And again, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time to do this with us. Um, I know the Wookiee's been a big fan of yours for a long time, hanging out at Jelly Rolls, and 
I unfortunately never got there, but have seriously, seriously enjoyed, uh, you know, your quarantunes and hanging out with you uh, when, when you get on there. And I'm, like I said, I'm right there singing along with you. So um, yeah, just really appreciate you. Really do. Thank you guys. This is a ton of fun. Thank you for having me. Any closing thoughts there, Mr. Wookie? No, I just, again, I'm just like a huge fan of you. I'm a huge fan of all you guys. And like, when I heard Mark got you on the show, I was like, how did I not think of that? Because <laughs> I I really did. I was jealous because you guys really are like my Disney trips are revolved around like my nights at Disney are revolved around getting to Jelly Rolls at some point. So I really, um, you know, I'm disappointed it's not open and I am, uh, you know, I was looking forward to seeing you play. So I, I, I just, you know. I can't thank you enough for honestly memories that I have. I have videos like I know I don't think I'm supposed to take my phone out there, but no, you can now. The last the last two years now you can video. All right. Well, I did. <laughs> I've been doing it for a while. <laughs> so uh, you know, you guys just really are the the life of my trip, and I uh, I really just I do appreciate you guys how talented you are and just your interaction as well. You guys are just so cool. I mean, not only on stage, but even when you guys go to the bar after you get off, I tend to walk up to you guys and and and, and try to chit chat with you. So, uh, and you have many times. I, I know you meet a million people, so I don't expect you to remember. But I I've spoken with you before, so it, it really is an honor just to have you here. I listen. I appreciate, and and of course, I I love talking to everybody after the show. If you're not going to talk to the people that want to see you play, why would you want to do this? Like, I mean, that's what that's what makes it fun. It's the connection. I mean, that's the thing that's missing all of all of 2020. It's that connection. And thank God we have this yeah. technology to at least do things this way. Like, I I, I love it. Right. Thank you. Seriously, thank you. I'm so glad you guys asked me to do this. Thank you. No, awesome, man. Uh, well, as a, absolutely. Yeah, we got to get you on here. We'll talk. We'll talk Star Wars once everything starts rolling out for sure. I, I, As we I know, you're a big Star Wars fan. The finale of the Mandalorian on Friday. I'm, I'm dying here for this thing to come out. Absolutely. You know, you know who Absolutely. I think. Hey, I'm waiting to see it. I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so as always, Wolfpack, uh, you, you know, go check out our friend Rob. He's got some great, great music. He has a great time. He's got a great community of people. And, uh, you know, show him some love. We would, he would really appreciate that. I know. And I think that the music fans in our Wolfpack would really uh, appreciate it as well. So Rob, take it away. Take us into the end of the show. There is a great big, beautiful tomorrow. I know this is the Wookiee's least favorite ride. He wants to always pick on me for my least favorite ride. So I'm picking on him now a little bit. Uh, take us away with there's a great big, beautiful tomorrow. Well, this is another one of your least favorites, but <laughs> Thank you again. As always, Wolfpack, please. Uh, Me too. Me too. I I like them both. One other other quick thought. Do you hear the similarities in uh, A Great Big Spark from Figment and It's a Small World? You must be able to hear those. Aren't they all written by the Sherman brothers? Yes. That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. If you listen to that, anything from Mary Poppins, you can hear the similarities. They have a very specific Definitely. writing style but it's a beautiful writing style Any, anything yes. I, i'm always going back and forth it's like i'm between them alan menken and randy newman like those are my top three disney yeah. composers like they're, they're great definitely definitely all right yeah well again thank you so much thank you
let's wrap. Thank you. The, the floor is yours, sir. Thanks. Thanks for taking us out. Thank you again, sir. Wolfpack, as always, be kind, wash your hands, and we will see you real soon.